You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. We will talk some BYU football. What did we learn from BYU football media availability on Monday? What did Kalani Satake have to say ahead of Senior Day this Saturday? We'll dig into that. We'll also reveal how you can go about winning tickets to the home finale and Senior Day this Saturday afternoon to watch the Cougars take on Idaho State. We'll also talk some BYU basketball. Obviously, the Cougar Cagers will be playing their lone exhibition of the season this week. We'll talk about what I took away from the blue and white scrimmage ahead of that. And, of course, catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU athletics. So without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for November 2nd, 2021. You are Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a big thank you once again for making us your first listen here, talking all things BYU with the Locked On Cougars podcast. Quick request for you guys, if you have not done so already, please leave us a rating and review. Of course, we want those five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, but also like your guys' comments about the show when you leave us those ratings and reviews. I think we're near 300. I want to get that 300 threshold. We're very close to that. Obviously, keep pushing higher and higher, but if you have not done so already, please leave us a rating and review. They are absolutely critical to the success of this podcast. It's absolutely critical that we have your guys' interaction, and as I mentioned, we're giving away some tickets to the Idaho State game coming up this Saturday, senior day out there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Stay tuned throughout today's show. We'll explain how you'll go about winning those tickets. It's a familiar process to some of you who have done this in the past, but stay tuned. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. First, though, let's talk a little bit about what we learned from BYU football media availability yesterday. Kalani Satake speaking to the reporters, including myself, about senior day upcoming. Also, also what he has learned about his team through that win over Virginia. One thing that I think overall with this is that BYU is going to have a lot of decisions to make with regards to personnel when it comes to their roster makeup next year. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they're going to have to cut a bunch of guys, but there are going to be guys, if they want to continue to play at BYU, I'm guessing they're going to have to go to a walk-on status We'll have to pay their own way. The good news is, the name, image, and likeness agreements that Built Bar has put in place, a sponsor here on the show, let's be clear about that, will also help defer, not defer, defray the costs of any potential walk-on who may be losing their scholarship in all of this. Kalani was asked about how they will handle senior day because there's only three actual seniors on this roster who are out of eligibility. Those would be defensive linemen, Uriah Leatawa or Lopa Leatawa, uh, Jared or E.C. Capisi, a defensive back, and then also Samson Nakua, the graduate transfer from the University of Utah. They are the three players who are out of eligibility and they're careers are over so far as the college game is concerned. The rest of the 123-man roster, so 120 other players on BYU's roster as currently constituted are all eligible to return in 2022. Will all 120 of them return? Highly doubtful, but here's what Kalani had to say with regards of how they're going to handle this and those so-called COVID juniors who might still have a year of eligibility and how they might handle in terms of whether they'll play or if they're just going to move on. 
Here's Kalani. There's some guys that are looking to just be done and move on with life. And then there's other guys that are still figuring it out. So I think for us, we'll just give them all a good goodbye just in case. And then hopefully they come back. There'll be more than the three guys that will be recognized. Everyone else other than the three are welcome to come back, obviously. And we'll be discussing what's the best thing for them. We'll probably give them a good send off just in case and then try to recruit them to come back again. <laughs> there are players like Gunnar Romney and Lopini Katoa who have indicated that their plans are to move on after this year. James Empey was also among them who kind of indicated that this year 2021 is going to be their final year. It would have officially been their senior years had uh, COVID not obviously uh, deferred I guess not deferred. They froze eligibility. That's what they did. They froze eligibility for an entire year. All three of them, I would expect, will explore their options. A guy like James Empey, he's probably going to get opportunities in the NFL. The problem is, and I know Kalani Satake was very reticent to say that he is out for the season. Everything that I have heard is that if James Empey does play again in a BYU uniform this season, it will be in the bowl game, and there's an outside, it's a very outside possibility for that happening. You'd have to heal very, very quickly for that to happen. So for all intents and purposes, I think James Empey's season is done for BYU. A guy like Gunner, he's going to have NFL aspirations. He's already expressed those. So I do wonder what he will do with regards to his future. Defensive linemen like Earl Tuioti Mariner have also said that they're going to evaluate things. He's married. He's gone through a number of injuries. He's finally contributing, though, at a very high level. There is some intrigue as to if he would feel like, okay, if I could play another year, maybe I get more professional opportunities. Who knows what's going to happen, but I think BYU is going to handle this the right way. Any player who has any notion of potentially leaving after this year, they're going to be honored on Saturday. So keep your eyes out. Obviously, if I get a list of guys who are expected to move on, I'll be happy to pass it along to you. But I do think there will be some surprise names that probably pop up on Saturday in terms of being honored with their senior blankets and their final home game potentially against Idaho State, but it's a very interesting circumstance that BYU finds themselves in with only three true seniors on this roster. Now, other things that Kalani Satake talked about yesterday is obviously the drop eight scheme, the rush three drop eight is just a hiss and a byword with BYU fans. We all get it. Uh, It's not a fun defense. It's not a sexy defense, but as Kalani Satake says, It's not necessarily a bad thing if you're winning games. And his mindset is to be aggressive, even if it is a a rush three drop eight scheme that seems more passive. Here's what he said. Drop eight's not a popular thing for some people, but it's hard to score on. I would love to blitz every down. That'd be awesome. But there's always a payment for things like that. And so I think there's a mixture of both. I think for me, mindset is to be aggressive, but also to be complimentary of our offense, defense, and special teams all working together. You may not think that the drop eight scheme is aggressive, but think of the turnovers it generated against Virginia. Lopalea Tau is out playing on the edge, comes absolutely trucking downhill and blasts Wayne Tau. Lapapa dislodges that ball and recovers the fumble. Big play from the drop eight scheme. The last interception against Virginia, a drop eight scheme. It wasn't it? It was Drew Jensen who came up with that interception. He hauls that one in in a drop eight scheme. You can still be aggressive and force turnovers and do everything you want to do on defense in that scheme. And as Kalani said, it's a tough defense to score on. It's set up to do more, bend it, not break. But it is effective when run properly. And as Kalani said, he would like to blitz every down. But if you can't get to the quarterback, you can't disrupt that pass. 
as he also mentioned, there's a payment. There's going to be somewhere on the field where you're going to be exploited if you don't get home with those blitzes. So it's just always a give and take when it comes to defense. Now, the final thing uh, from Kalani that I wanted to talk about on today's show was an evaluation of Jaron Hall's play. I have mentioned in the previous two podcasts, the postcast edition as well as our Monday edition of the show, that Jaron Hall has been absolutely lights out, in my opinion, through eight starts in his BYU career. He is now gone, uh, was he, is, is he four and one versus power five teams this year? Uh, it's at least three and one, maybe four and one against power five teams. It's pretty doggone impressive what he has done in a BYU uniform so far. But the funny thing is he's being overshadowed at the moment by Tyler Algier and for good reason. But Kalani Satake was asked to evaluate Jaron Hall's play despite the attention that Jaron Hall, uh, excuse me, that, that Tyler Algier has gotten. And he had a fun quip to start things off. Here you go. You mean a, a running back's getting more attention than a quarterback at BYU? When did we ever think we'd see that? But Jaron's done a great job. He's humble. He doesn't need attention. He'll get it, and he's had it. But I've been really, really pleased with the way that he has handled himself on the field and the decision-making that he's had. And he works really well with, with A-Rod and Fessy and, and that staff getting the offense set. He's feeling really, really good now. Last week was where he's close to 100%, and he can do a lot of things. Has QBU become RBU? Nah, probably not, but still, it's really cool to see two top-level players getting their just due. And as you heard Kalani say, he's very impressed with what Jaron Hall is doing. He's working well with his coaches, and obviously, he is fully healthy now. We're seeing that offense really get untracked, and it's fun to watch what might be for BYU moving forward here. And very much looking forward to senior day. It's going to be a game I think BYU is going to be able to rack up as many points as they want and play as many guys as they want, but it's still a fun day all the same. It's an opportunity to go watch football. And that brings us to how we're going to give away tickets to the Idaho State game this week. It's going to be a scavenger hunt. We did this previously earlier this season. Uh, we did it with Boise State. So I figured, you know what? Two Idaho teams, let's have another scavenger hunt and let's talk about Idaho State. BYU will be facing the Bengals for the seventh time in their program history. The first question in our scavenger hunt, we're going to spread these questions throughout today's show. There will be three of them in all. And the first question is, when was the first time that Idaho State and BYU squared off, and what was the final score of that contest? That's question number one. You'll hear question number two later on in today's show, and then finally we'll wrap up today's show. You'll also get question three at some point. And the first person to respond by emailing LockedOnBYU at gmail.com will be given those tickets to go out to senior day this Saturday, the final home game of the season. It's crazy to think it's coming in early November, but it's been a front-loaded home schedule for BYU, kind of the antithesis of normally what we see from them in Independence, but it's been a fun season all the same. It'll be a fun day out there Saturday afternoon cheering on the Cougars as they take on the Idaho State Bengals. When was the first time that BYU and Idaho State played, and what was the final score? That is question number one in our scavenger hunt for your opportunity to win tickets to watch BYU play this coming Saturday. Now, coming up momentarily, we'll switch gears a little bit, talk about talk a little bit about BYU basketball. I finally had a chance to finish up watching the blue and white scrimmage. I am going to share my takeaways from that event. Some very interesting players emerged, and I'm going to talk about them. Guys who stood out to me on film, 
nobody that I think is under the radar, but we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. This is a really cool company, folks. And if you want to get into the daily fantasy space and do it in the college realm, Prize Picks is the place for you. They are the leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anybody else in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. The format is simple. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projected numbers, and you can win up to 10 times back on any entry, and it's just you versus those projected numbers. Prize Picks also allows mixed sport entries, so if you want to spread out and also go into the NBA realm, NFL, Major League Baseball, whatever your interest is, you can do that. They offer any prop you can think of in the college game from yardage to touchdowns, even to interceptions thrown, and as we mentioned, it's just you versus the numbers, not you versus it feels like a million other Users out there, they're vying to win money. All of our users, by the way, that deposit and use our promo code Locked On can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 when you get to prizepicks.com or download their app and get started there. So once again, a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code Locked On to take advantage of that. One other thing about this is the entries can be done in 60 seconds or less. It's really simple. It's really straightforward. And and the format is absolutely phenomenal. So get on prizepicks.com today. Use that promo code locked on for that 100% instant deposit match or go to your app store and get started there. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at All Guard Pest Control. I talk a lot about this company, but it's because it's a company that I trust to take care of my home, and I hope you will trust them to take care of your home or your business. They've got both residential and commercial pest control services that they are happy to offer to you guys. More importantly, this is a local company. This is not a company who's a subsidiary of some national company. Seth Barrett has built All Guard Pest Control from the ground up, and he it is his pride and joy. This is what he loves to do on a day in and day out basis. Well, maybe skiing's probably his second favorite thing or watching BYU, but nonetheless, his expertise is in pest control and he wants to take care of your home if you guys need it. He's happy to help you guys out in any way that you need them. Feel free to give them a call anytime you need pest control services. 801-851-1812 is the phone number. That's 801-851-1812. Or you can go to their website, allguardpestcontrols.com. That's allguardpestcontrols.com with an S at the end of All Guard Pest Controls. A really cool thing they've added to their website is if there's a pest that you're noticing, say it's wasps, mice, uh, termites, you actually can click on that pest on the website. It'll tell you what to look for and some of the things you can do to remediate the problem yourself before they show up to take care of the problem for you guys. It's a great company, a great local company to boot. So trust All Guard Pest Control for your pest control needs. Their phone number, once again, 801-851-1812. Make sure to tell them that Jake Hatch and Locked On Cougar sent you when you give them that call. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Talking a little BYU basketball here for a minute, and I had a busy weekend, obviously. I was covering BYU football on Saturday. Friday, when BYU held their blue and white game for the basketball team, I was calling high school football playoff action for KSLsports.com and Game Night Live Rewind, and really fun to be out watching football, but I finally had an opportunity to sit down over the weekend and watch the entirety of that blue and white game. It's one of the great 
great things about a DVR. And by the way, if you don't have a DVR, you know you can go to BYUtv.org and watch the entirety of that scrimmage right there on demand. That is the glory and just the power of BYU TV, folks. It's something that I think BYU fans, we gloss over far too easily how great a resource it is, especially for sports like men's basketball. Not all of their games are going to be on national television like football is. And the good news is BYU TV is there to pick up the slack. And the funny thing is, as many of these college channels, BYU TV is in as many homes nationally, if not more, than most of those cable channels. So it's really, really a great resource. And I would encourage you, if you have not taken an opportunity to use it, utilize it. It's a really, really fantastic thing. And BYUtv.org, for those of you who may not have it in your cable bundle, it's a great way to watch it as well. Well, on to what I actually need to talk about here, and that's the blue and white game. The first thing I want to talk about is how about Foose? And the Foose I'm talking about is Fuseni Traore, the freshman from Wasatch Academy. He looks like a, a what an NFL linebacker, six foot six, two hundred and fifty some odd pounds. He is built like a Mack truck, folks. And the more important thing I took away from this blue and white game is talk about the touch this guy has. For as big and as jacked as he is, he makes uh, Caleb Loner look skinny. And Caleb Loner is a well put together specimen in his own right. But Foose. Two three-pointers made, scores 20 points, albeit in a losing effort. Uh, He was playing for the white team in that loss to the blue team. Uh, As he said after the game, I think it was him after the game, saying that if they had had Alex Barcelo, who did not play due to some whiplash effects, apparently, from a hard fall in practice, he felt like the white team would have won with Alex Barcelo running things. I really like what I saw from Fuseni Traore. He is a guy multiple people who are more in the know than me on basketball have mentioned as a guy to keep an eye on this year. I'm not going to say that he's going to go out there and take the college basketball world by storm and become an all-WCC talent as a freshman. I, I think there are still things he needs to work on in his game. But for one night going up against his fellow teammates... Talk about a stellar performance. I really, really liked what I saw from him. And as I mentioned, he is as uh, well put together an athlete as we have seen at BYU in many, many years. He kind of reminds me of a guy like Charles Abuo. If you remember Charles, smaller player, uh, played guard mainly for BYU. Maybe not that much smaller. Foose is what, 6'6", 250. I think Abuo was listed at 6'4", 6'5". Just a well put together athlete, just thick. And it's a it's a body that is built to withstand the rigors of the college game. I really, really liked what I saw from Foose. Another guy I really liked watching and a guy that has been making headlines all preseason long, T John Lucas. What a find this guy is. And the funny thing is, his rep coming into BYU was that he was a scorer, a guy who just really liked to fill it up, take a lot of shots, uh, could really just fill up the points uh, bracket of his stat sheet. But one thing I'm starting to notice with him is he's got the ability to distribute. Uh, somebody had told me, and man, this is a couple weeks ago, saying that, hey, by the way, T. John Lucas has been very good at setting up his teammates. And we saw that in this blue and white game. Will that translate to the regular season? We'll have to wait and see, but for one night at least, I really liked what I saw from T. John Lucas. He's got a very, very, uh, I guess, what am I trying to say? A varied offensive arsenal. He's got the ability to score at the basket. He can shoot from the three. You'd like to see him be more consistent with his three-point shot. Let's be clear about that. It wasn't necessarily the, uh, he hasn't been the most effective or the most efficient three-point shooter. 
but T. John Lucas had 15 points on 5.88 shooting to go with 5 rebounds and 5 assists. That's a great stat line. I also like Gideon George. I think this is a guy who is going to only get better the more he plays college hoops. This is a guy who's already tried out for the Nigerian Olympic team. He's got uh, he's got a six foot six frame with a seven foot two wingspan. We're talking NBA type measurables for a combo guard slash small forward. I really like what Gideon George showed as well. 14 points and six rebounds. And then one of the guys I think is the most intriguing to BYU fans just because of he's a physical specimen is Atiki Ali Atiki. I think he's probably a year away from really contributing in any meaningful fashion for BYU along that front line. But there are some promising things, I think, with Atiki, uh, especially with his just overall frame. He's six foot 11. Seems like he's got plenty of frame to put on extra weight. And hopefully he continues to develop. Another guy that was fun to see out there finally was Gavin Baxter back on the court. He has suffered back-to-back season-ending injuries. I sincerely hope he stays fully healthy for this entire year. And if he does, he is a guy who is going to challenge to be in that rotation, if not challenge for a starting spot. He has got all the physical tools in the world to be a standout uh, player for the BYU basketball program. His offensive game may be a little bit, little bit limited, limited, excuse me, but I do think he has got the ability to contribute at a high level for BYU basketball. So looking forward to seeing them play against another opponent. They'll have their lone exhibition game of the preseason, I guess official exhibition. They had a close scrimmage against Cal earlier this year, but they'll play Colorado Christian University Thursday night, 7 o'clock Mountain Time at the Marriott Center. There are plenty of tickets still available, I would imagine, for that. If you want to spend your Thursday night watching the Cougar Cagers in action, I would encourage you guys to get out there and support Mark Pope and the boys. I know they truly appreciate all the love and support they get from BYU fans, and it's a fun thing. Anybody who's been to the Marriott Center knows how great of a venue it is for BYU hoops, and I look forward my kids are finally getting to the age, by the way, where they're starting to take an interest in what dad actually does and where he goes for work. So dad's probably going to have to start actually, you know, going to sporting events and not covering them. It'd be a different thing. I haven't done that in a long time where I've gone just as a quote-unquote fan. But I look forward to getting back to that. And if my kids want to go, I'll be out there watching the Cougars in action and having fun while they're munching on popcorn or a hot dog, whatever it is. Whatever my kids want, they'll probably get it because I'm a pushover. I'll be frank about that. But... Some good things, some really good things I saw from the BYU basketball program, and I think expectations are high, and they should be high for this team. I really look forward to seeing them back out there Thursday night when they take Colorado Christian, take take on Colorado Christian. That will be televised on BYU TV, by the way, and also streamed on the BYUtv.org website and the BYU TV app. All right. Second question in our scavenger hunt for BYU and Idaho State tickets this Saturday. There is a play that a defensive lineman scored a touchdown on against Idaho State. Who was that defensive lineman for BYU who scored that touchdown, and what year was it in? I think some of you who watched that game, it's not too far in the distant past, have watched that game, remember that play. It was a really fun touchdown to see this guy get into the end zone. He is currently playing professionally, if that helps answer that question for you guys. So that's question number two. What former BYU defensive lineman scored a touchdown against Idaho State? That is part two of the questions. Part three, the final question in our scavenger hunt, will be coming up as we round out today's show in a moment, catching you guys up 
up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. Before we do that, though, let's take a minute and talk about our friends over at Bet Online. The basketball season is underway in the NBA. As we just talked about, the basketball season in college is quickly coming. If you guys want to get in on the action and bet on it, do it with our friends at Bet Online. They are the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All you got to do is use the promo code LOCKED ON when making that deposit to receive your bonus. 50% of whatever you deposit the first time added in is free money. So math is simple. Deposit 10 bucks, you'll have 15 bucks to bet with. Got it? Really simple. So from basketball to football to baseball's postseason, the NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available from our friends at Bet Online, as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. One final time out on today's show to talk to you about our friends over at Built Bar, an absolutely phenomenal company. If you have not tried a Built Bar at this point, that's a you problem. I'm being serious about this. They are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had, bar none. The pun was fully intended, and I want you guys to give them a shot. If you have not tried one, they are different than any other protein bar out there. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar, on the other hand, is soft, covered in 100% chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you will enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, high in protein and high in fiber. All of the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. And the best part is there are many mouthwatering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brown, and mint brownie, excuse me, coconut almond, by the way, coconut almond tastes like a legit almond joy. I mean that salted caramel, double chocolate, my personal favorite, cherry barcia. Get to built.com to learn more about these incredible protein bars. While you're there at built.com, you can use the promo code locked 15 when you make your order to save 15% on your order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off that order. Save that money, and more importantly, via a name, image, and likeness agreement with BYU football players, you're supporting BYU football by purchasing your Built Bars as well. So get to Built.com once again. Use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order, and get enjoying the best-tasting protein bars and support BYU football with Built Bar. All right, my friends, before we go on this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast, let's catch you up on some of the notes that we haven't touched on quite yet. First thing, congratulations to Tyler Algier for the third time this season. He's being named the Independent Offensive Player of the Week by College Sports Madness. He also received an additional honor this week from the College Football Performance Awards. He was an honorable mention for the National Performer of the Week for his role in leading number 17 BYU to their victory over Virginia. As we all know, he had 29 carries for a career-high 266 yards and tied the BYU program record with five touchdowns in that victory. It's a well-deserved honor to see him getting these national honors, and it's fun to see him living his dream. He is a fantastic representative of BYU. He has spoken highly of what uh, he's doing. And by the way, our good our good friend, Glenn Lumen, who lives out in the Philippines, and Glenn lives the high life, I feel like. He lives on a sailboat in the Philippines, and Glenn, you are my hero, by the way. I think I've stated that to you multiple times. A guy who's been on this podcast. We had him on the podcast. Wow, it's probably been... 
at least a year and a half since Glenn was on the show. I'll have to do it again soon, Glenn. But he actually sent me a note uh, saying that Tyler Algier is actually a big hero to folks in the Philippines. They know who he is. They know what he's doing. They know what he's accomplished. And I do believe he has Filipino heritage. And Anything you guys need to know about what Filipinos think of their sports is they are sports fanatics. If you did not see this, and I know this is not BYU related, but the Utah Jazz, they played a game against the Houston Rockets recently. Uh, Jordan Clarkson played uh, for the Filipino national team. He is of Filipino descent. Jalen Green, who plays for the Houston Rockets, one of the top draft picks in this last NBA draft, he actually plays for the Rockets, is also of Filipino descent. They had a Filipino like like heritage night or Filipino Filipino Pride Night down there in Houston, which both of them were part of. They have a lot of pride in their national heroes. And Tyler Algier might be the next, I guess, quote unquote, big star from the Philippines. This guy is making waves internationally as well as domestically here at home. And Glenn, thank you for passing that along. It's really, really cool to hear that he is making inroads because I know that the Philippines, I served my mission in Taiwan. I got to know a number of Filipinos. The NBA and basketball, huge in the Philippines. American football, not necessarily as popular, but a guy like Tyler Algier can really help carry it to the forefront and be fun to see him do that, kind of be the face of Filipino Americans, uh, Filipino football be really, really fun to see that take place. And maybe he decides to embrace it. Who knows? But all I know is that Glenn has told me multiple times on multiple occasions via message that Tyler Algier is a guy that people are paying attention to and they're really proud of over there in the Philippines. So really, really fun to see. And congratulations to Tyler Algier. Now, the final note on today's show is another congratulations to my cousin, not really my cousin, probably distantly, but nonetheless, uh, Washington Spirit forward Ashley Hatch, former BYU women's soccer star, was honored with the 2021 National Women's Soccer League Golden Boot. It is awarded to the player with the most regular season goals. She has scored 10 this season for the Washington Spirit. Four of them left-footed, four of them right-footed, and two with her head. So she has been very balanced with her way she's scoring goals. It is her fifth season professionally with the Spirit. Uh, in her first season with the team, she received the Washington Spirit's Golden Boot Award, leading the team with goals with four. So that's five years ago. Really fun to see her output continuing to climb and to be the top goal scorer in the entire league. Really, really cool to see. And I am very proud to claim Ashley Hatch as my cousin. She's not a first or second cousin. Let me be clear about that. But she's got the last name Hatch. My, my last name's Hatch. So I am claiming her as my cousin. I am a proud cousin of Ashley Hatch. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. But before we go, the final question in the hunt to win tickets to watch BYU and Idaho State square off. The final question is, BYU has never lost to Idaho State in the six previous games that they have played. What was the closest that the Cougars have come to losing to the Idaho State Bengals? You guys can look this up. You can find it. And for extra credit, if you want to add it in, what was the name of the venue they played in in that game? It might be the most aptly named venue for any college sports team anywhere in the entire country. It's very, very specific. But if you guys can find it, I'd love to have that as extra credit. But the more important part is the question is, what is the closest BYU has ever come to losing to Idaho State? So to recap three questions for you guys is, when was the first time that BYU and Idaho State played and what was the final score? Number two, a former BYU defensive lineman scored a touchdown against Idaho State playing offense. 
what year, and who was that player? And then finally, what was the closest the BYU has ever come to losing to the Idaho State Bengals? And if you want that extra credit, as I mentioned, what's the name of the venue that that game took place in? And you guys can send your answers to LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. The first person to respond with the correct answers, you won the tickets. You're going to watch BYU and Idaho State play this Saturday for Senior Day. Go and support the Cougars. Should be a pretty lovely afternoon. Apparently, the weather's supposed to be in the 60s, and it's going to be a mid-afternoon game. It's a fantastic time to get out to LES and watch the Cougars in action. So send in those answers now. And a big thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys now to get over to Locked On Big 12. Allow Josh Neighbors to catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a fan of the Big 12 Conference because BYU is moving into that conference. He does it in 30 minutes or less and is free and available on all podcasting platforms. All right, that'll do it. Thank you once again for joining us here. Hope you all... All are doing fantastic wherever you might be out there in Cougar Nation on this fine Tuesday. And until next time, this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 2nd, 2021. And we will catch you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.